0: and hello everyone. My name is Jonathan Dornbusch, and this is a special episode of Podcast Beyond. I'm going to call it episode 638, because I think these topics are big enough for us to have a numbered proper episode for. Uh, but it is such a breaking, unexpected episode that unfortunately both Max Scoville and Lucy O'Brien can't be with us today. Uh, working on one of the various other things happening right now, and we'll talk about some of those things soon. But uh, thankfully, I am joined by Brian Altana.
1: That's right I'm here uh, good to see you guys and beyond I wish uh, I wish we were doing this episode on a good news circumstance. I think we'll we'll be getting some of that this year at some point hopefully right
0: Yeah, you would hope that we'll be able to do one of these for a PS5 launch lineup announced and it has Mac 3 through seven but for now we unfortunately have some sad news that we're reporting on this week. Um, I'll read the official statement uh, from Sony essentially about the fact that the last of us part two, and Marvel's Iron Man VR have both been delayed. Uh, Sony tweeted out yesterday, I believe it was Thursday, uh, as we're recording on Friday, uh, SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. Uh, They then followed that up and said, Currently, there are no other delays to report, but we'll keep you posted obviously people thinking PS five and ghost of Tsushima still to come on PS four. Naughty dog then put out a further statement, which I won't read in full. It's pretty long. Uh, But they essentially were saying the game is pretty much done. Uh, The statement says the good news is we're nearly done with development of the last of us part two. We are in the midst of fixing our final bugs, but they realized the reality uh, that due to logistics beyond our control, we couldn't launch the game to our satisfaction. Um, and so Brian, I do want to talk about because obviously we have this uh, larger statement from Naughty Dog and I do want to get to the Iron Man VR of it all but obviously last of us being delayed is the bigger part of this. Yeah. From my reading of those statements and everything, this definitely feels like a business decision and not a like game in trouble decision, right?
1: I absolutely. I think I think you completely nailed that. Um we uh I We have to think about this this sort of global implications of of what's happening with everything here right now, but also what it means to create market, uh, pack up, package, and then release a product of this magnitude in this current environment. And it's just not feasible. I mean, it's like... We're we're all we're all adjusting to the sort of new world that we're kind of rapidly rapidly waking up in every single day, uh, in in a different way, uh, almost on a daily basis. And the rules that applied yesterday don't necessarily apply today. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was wash your hands for twenty seconds while singing "Happy Birthday" twice, and now it's buying milk is scary. Like yeah. things are yeah. you know things have things have changed so quickly and so fast, and thus. Um, I think that launching a game this big right now, where going to the store unless it's a completely essential is not recommended um, would, would essentially ensue a massive financial loss for Sony for uh, bankrolling a game this big for this many years. And so, yeah, uh, like it is it is sort of a splash of water in the face reminder that ultimately video games are business they are not a charity this is not uh just some guy selling art on a corner and you know there's obviously a selfish part of us that wants all this game we want we would just be like oh if it's done put it out and give it to us digitally um but this game deserves to be in as many hands as possible and uh right now people are trying to keep those hands away from from pretty much everything so yeah uh, it makes sense it hurts but it makes sense
0: yeah, I think it's something where you look at the... Um, you, c- you can look at it from the cynical business side, and I think that is definitely some of the decision-making, if not most of it behind this. But yeah, you do consider the idea that, um, you-, you sort of brought it up, uh, just launch it digitally, and then people can get the physical after digital isn't always an option for a lot of people and especially of what is arguably one of if not the biggest ps4 exclusives of this generation like they want to make sure as many people as possible especially a game that's very story heavy is available day one for as many people as possible
1: yeah yeah i think it would be like really crappy to uh, an elitist honestly to just release this game digitally in the nations that can support that level of uh, sort of like internet infrastructure uh, and then physically later on, because then you have a bunch of people with, you know, uh, high high speed internet spoiling the game for people who don't and who don't have access to a store. It's just not fair. And it's it's something we already have to deal with on a minute to minute basis with pretty much every product release. So, I mean, if you look at something like even like Disney plus, which had, uh, for no reason other than weird timing uh, had its delay launched month months and months later in Europe and Mandalorian's already out there. It's already pirated. You don't really have that option with a PS4 game, you know, like it's, it's, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know how many people like regularly pirate PS4 games, if that's something you, <laughs> you can even do frequently. Um, yeah. Nor is it something that they would like to see happen right now. Um, and you touched on uh, Iron Man. We'll, we'll get to that obviously a little bit more. Uh, one sure. of the things that I was thinking about that is I think that um that's that is a that's a kind of game that like you you set up demo kiosks in best buy and walmart and you show people you you know this is what it's like to play a first person vr iron man game and that's again something that no one wants to do right now no one wants to go into a a big box brick and mortar store and put some strange helmet on their face (laughs) that other people have shared and so yeah it's a it's it's a really scary year man like honestly like it's it's it, this is we i think i think um i think we anticipated that things would get delayed because of just the sheer amount of moving parts that it takes to make a video game and how it's hard to do all that unless you're kind of in the same room you know or working in conjunction with people maybe working in shifts um naughty dog is obviously a studio that notoriously has had a lot of reports about crunch and you know ideally this is the silver lining that maybe alleviates some of that a little bit um hopefully this doesn't mean that they're crunching from home although there are some slight benefits to that uh not as much though it's still you know, it's still hard work um, yeah, it's, but i think it's that we're the,
0: yeah. the better of two bad situations oh, yeah. of course Sorry, of course
1: um no yeah. no no totally and i think that um i think we anticipated uh the stuff like this happening but i think that like with games like resident evil 3 and final fantasy 7 being released uh sort of business as usual the latter of which was actually bumped up a bit in some regions um i started hoping that maybe uh and especially with the way we've seen the movie industry move a lot of stuff digitally i started hoping that like everything would kind of hit its target um and i think it was kind of naive of me to not uh really realize the ramifications of of not having an actual physical store infrastructure to sell video games and how important that is for the majority of people, for collectors, for consumers, for, uh, for gamers everywhere, for people who care about story and don't want it spoiled. Um, and so that's, that's obviously something that we're all dealing with very quickly on the fly. And um, I'm interested to see how much more of an impact that has on the rest of the year's big releases.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I think we all had a little bit of that naivete, me especially as well, because of that idea that, um, you know, as movie and TV productions were all stopping pretty much all at once a couple weeks ago, as much as all these game development had to move home and they had to probably move equipment and things like that, there is still a quite a bit of game development that could theoretically be done from the home because it's done on computers. And whereas there is post and pre-production, of course, with films on computers, if they can't shoot it, there just can't be a movie or show. Right. And so I, I definitely think a lot of us have been sort of like, well, games might be a little more you know, pandemic proof, I guess, as this is yeah.
1: going on. But uh, like in my in my brain I was like, well, The Last of Us is already filmed in quotes, yeah. right? Like yeah. they they already shot all the mocap with uh Ashley Johnson, Troy Baker, everybody else. Um I don't think they're doing any it's not like I don't think it's like in movies where they're like, oh, we have to do reshoots on Deadpool or something like that. So let's get Ryan Reynolds back in the costume for a weekend. Um so yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I you know I guess I guess we kind of had hoped that things could continue development, and I think with stuff like Ghost of Tsushima and Cyberpunk, um, they'll they'll kind of have to, right? Um, yeah. But
0: well, so that's I, I did want to ask that because um, I did sort of want to make a parallel uh, today as we're recording. Uh, Disney announced all of their movies finally being pushed. Like They announced all the release dates and they essentially shifted every MCU movie by one. So where whatever was going to come out, like Black Widow is now coming out in November and they pushed Eternals, which was going to come out in November to the February date, which was another movie and so on and so forth. But they are still holding, interestingly, on to uh, Pixar's Soul is still supposed to come out in June in theaters as of right now. We'll see what happens. But June is also when Ghost of Tsushima is going to come out. And obviously their statement was saying, you know, we're not going to announce any delays right now, but do you feel like that's an inevitability? Do you think we will see Ghost move as well?
1: Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I'm, I am worried about that. I'm worried about um, the, the sort of like what, what the retail landscape looks like in June, uh, how much of it is even left. I mean, just being here in San Francisco, uh, and going out very sparingly, but like, I, we got him our car yesterday and went to like a grocery store to pick up some essentials and like the, the neighborhood I used to live in um, is unrecognizable from, from when I was there two years ago, like so many stores are boarded up, you look at something like GameStop, which is already having issues, um, it just can't be helping them at all. Uh, I do think that Best Buys and, 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 and Walmarts will hopefully, you know, all of those things will either, I think Walmarts are open to, in some capacity right now, but I I do think that like by this summer, we will hopefully see those things return. Games are a little bit different than movies in that, like they aren't required to be enjoyed by hundreds of people in unison in one shared space. Um, movie theaters, I think in June, still a really big question mark. Um, could you open a GameStop in June? Uh, potentially. Like right now, GameStop was deep.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's options, right? Like there are office supply stores here uh, in in major cities that that remain open, um, and those are needed now more than ever, obviously because everybody's working from home. Uh, And there was that brief moment where GameStop was like, "We're an office supply store." No one really bought it, and they got shut down anyway. I don't know if we'll see them return to 100% capacity, and even then, will they still, will there be as many stores as there were three months ago, four months ago? GameStop oh, yeah. announced they were closing hundreds of stores just a few days ago. So, I guess the question is, um, can can you launch a video game without the sort of retail infrastructure back at 100%, and how long before that is at 100%? Because if if it's not June. Is it July? Is it August? Is it September? Because I is would it say that next year. <laughs> is it next year? I mean, the, yeah. the what happens, what happens to Cyberpunk and what happens to the next gen consoles? Like that's been the big question mark throughout this entire thing. And with all the moving parts, like quite literally, with us talking about sort of the, you know, the actual chips that go into making a PS5 and an Xbox Series X, I think that even if those factories were to reopen, um if you can't, if you can't get the the actual boxes on the shelves, because there aren't shelves, then it's a problem. Like, supply chains become a problem. Um, like one of the interesting things, sorry to keep rambling, but one of the interesting no, things no. that I uh, I read the other day is like one of the big reasons that there's um, toilet paper shortages right now and that there could be potential food shortages is that uh, 40% of toilet paper in the country was basically being used by people at work and now they're okay. not going to work. And so they're using it at home uh, in various ways. (laughs) And, uh, the way supply chains worked was that so many of those things were uh, so many of those factories and the same goes for farms and food chains were supplied, uh, to send, uh, stuff to offices, restaurants, businesses. Uh, and so with those things removed, now everything has to be diverted and that takes time. And so if you wanted to pivot and make all of the physical releases for video games, just go through online retailers, that's a thing that you can do, but the supply chains are used to going to places like GameStop and Walmart and stuff like that. Uh, And if they all start going through Amazon, Newegg, and uh, everywhere else people buy video games online, um, then that's going to take a little bit of time to adjust. And so I think that, you know, even with the, you have to, you have to print packaging, you have to print boxes and discs and everything. And so yeah, there's a lot there. It's a lot different than just taking a movie and putting it on Netflix.
0: And it's there's the flip side of it too, of not just you know the thing being possibly made, but the people on the other side. Uh, you know, we were talking about whether people will be able to go to stores, whether people will have the money to spend on games in the next month or two. I mean, we have yeah. in the U.S. record numbers of people filing for unemployment. Obviously, people are continuing to lose jobs as more states put shelter in place things in effect and more companies deal with the fallout of all of this and even with people who do have money they're worried about paying for essentials and the idea that even if the last of us part two is the game i have waited for for four years 60 dollars toward a game or 60 dollars toward toilet paper and food is a choice people would have to make and obviously you're going to go for the essentials i would hope Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. No, when I, when I was, when I was at my, my brokest, you know, running, running, trying to run my own company and like selling, Selling my own video games to pay for server costs to keep my website going, or working retail jobs throughout the summers uh, when I was younger. Like it, it, buying a brand new sixty dollars video game was a pipe dream, and so was buying a two hundred dollars collector's edition with a statue. And so, you know, my heart goes out to everybody in this country that's that's suffering through that right now. Um, and I'm 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 happy that they're able to find some semblance of escapism. But this is probably the time to to turn to cheaper games to go through your backlog for enjoyment and experiences and rather than hunting down the brand new release. And so that's again, I mean, you're bringing up a really good point. That's a problem that's going to persist throughout this year and only get worse and worse and worse. And so you know, maybe people will buy a $10 movie ticket at some point, um but I don't know how quickly they'll be buying $60 games. Um and so yeah, that these are all massive factors that funnel into this. And uh, like we said earlier, this is an incredibly expensive product that for them for them to work on for years and years. Sony has been funding yeah. this game for. I mean, when was this? When was this game announced? Like four and, or five uh, years ago?
0: I, I want to say twenty seventeen. Yeah, Might have so twenty seventeen. But
1: yeah. Um, and we have to theorize that it was probably in development for quite a bit before they even showed any of it off. Um, and so yeah, I, I would theorize that this game has been in development for at least four plus years um and so yeah that's obviously something they're going to want to make their money this is a this is a so really like a it's really a bummer man like it's like, yeah it it's a know, weird I'm time try, i'm trying to keep my head up about it but it's like it's just it's just really sorry to like break the fourth wall here it's just like it's, no no it's just, it's just really sad, you know. It's, it's affecting yeah. a lot of my friends and family, and yeah. uh, you know, people I know personally. And it's, it's, it's obviously having big ramifications everywhere. And, um, yeah, help yeah, me out.
0: <laughs> no, no. It's, I, I mean, it, it's also, you know, affecting the devs. And I do want to shift a little bit to Iron Man VR because it, you know, these are people who've been working on these games, like you said, for years, and they're probably really excited and relieved and scared but excited to be putting this out there for the fans they know are dying to play these games and they won't get to for a little bit longer and it's because of things completely outside of their control and so i did want to shift to iron man a little bit because it's i i do want to mention that as like we've been you know a big proponent of that game on the show we had uh ryan from the studio on um last year i believe um,
1: yeah ryan payton
0: yes um from camouflage the devs behind it and it's one of those things where you know i think iron man vr is probably like arguably the highest profile psvr game ever
1: yeah um yeah i would say so it, probably even, I'm, I'm, I'm something you and i were saying yesterday just probably since something like batman yeah which was on, in the first you know couple months
0: um yeah if not launch uh, and so this is obviously a big deal and it is a PSVR exclusive. It is not coming to Oculus or uh, HTC Vive and everything else. And so this is a like big, probably what they were hoping for, peripheral seller. Like They were probably yeah. hoping, like you were saying, people would walk into a Best Buy or walk into a Target and they see, oh, I can put that thing on and then I am Iron Man. I can say his line and then I can shoot in the sky like Iron Man. I want to yeah. do that. And probably a lot of those people who are going to try that game out don't own PSVR and so they might then want to be buying PSVR headsets, or people who do own it. Of course, they're probably looking forward to this. And so, it must be a big hit, I'm guessing, to their expectations for where PSVR was going to go this year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a total bummer. I mean, I, absolutely. I think this. Uh, it's it's this. This is by all intents and purposes would have been a system seller. I think this is. You know, if you look at something like Half Life Al. Um, that's the kind of thing that makes you want to buy the actual hardware to experience it. Um, Iron Man is as, you know, almost as popular as Spider-Man and Spider-Man is one of the most, you know, best-selling games of this generation on PS4. And I think a lot of that has to do with foot traffic and kids and adults and everyone just being like, oh they made a spider-man game oh i'm in <laughs> instead of like like you and i you know, like we're in the know right we pay yeah. attention to this stuff we care about this stuff um i i i'd actually don't really the only physical psvr game i have is uh the ones that came with the system um yeah and so for me like that's a, that's a digital experience for me it's futuristic you know it's awesome despite the fact that it uses last gen controllers <laughs> uh soon to be two gens ago controllers yeah. um yeah, but so I think that, like, you know, Ryan Payton, uh, Camouflage, has worked on a bunch of really cool games. He made a game called Republic a couple years ago, which I believe yes. they made a VR version of. It's on Oculus Quest. So. Um, if that was the game they were launching this year, I think they, they would have been like, okay, it's digital only. Don't worry about it. This is not massively known IP based on... You know, one of the most iconic comic book characters of all time, specifically of the last 15 years or so, where Iron Man yeah. has had, he went from being this kind of like side character of the MCU to being one of the most, or not the MCU, uh, for in, in Marvel, From Marvel uh, to being Comics, one yeah. of the most, yeah, like, this is the kind of character you want to see on shelves, you want to sell that game. I think Republic, they could have dropped that digitally in 2020 for the first time. Iron Man needs, you know, de- he demands attention, like, just like Tony <laughs> yeah. Stark does um and so i think i think that like i think that game will get in the good place eventually too um it's weird to have two games basically ready to go but can't you know yeah
0: it it is odd and i do wonder like this is a total thing i'm I'm sure they wouldn't be allowed to talk about publicly at the moment but like what are what do those companies do right now you know for the next possibly few to six months what do they work on do they work on iterating on the product they have and keep squashing bugs or find things to improve on do they think of dlc do they just move on to another project it's i like i can't even think about what you do as a dev studio right now
1: yeah that's a really good question i mean you know no 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 art is ever so hypothetically they could go in and and clean it up even more. I mean, maybe it's, yeah. a like I said earlier, a silver lining blessing in disguise for both of these teams who now get to, you know, work on these games a little bit more. Or maybe, you know, like every single interview we've ever done with any game developer ever or anyone ever has, they've always said the same thing, which is like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff we wanted to do that we couldn't do. We had a, these ideas that we couldn't implement. Um, sometimes those things take days, weeks. Sometimes they take months or years. Both of these games were delayed uh indefinitely which is a word that i have never i've never heard used in relation to a video game delay before i've i've heard people say like this is being delayed until next year or this um there's usually some sort of timestamp, but i've never ever read indefinitely and that's sort of scary
0: yeah it was really weird to like be writing that story because it is that idea of like oh yeah naughty dog games getting delayed A couple months or even weeks i think uncharted 4 maybe had even like a two-week delay shortly before its launch um like they've had any number of delays before but to say yeah the company can't say when the game is going to come out through no fault of the game or the dev team like this is not a the game was in dire straits and they need to fix it situation this is a we cannot predict what the state of the world will be to any extent that we don't want to put a date out there that will then have to move again
1: yeah, that's and that's so because it's I it's it's Naughty Dog and Camouflage saying this is out of our hands, but it's also SIE saying this is out of our hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's, this is it's not in
1: anyone's <laughs> hands, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I and I'm it's a company that also is gonna have to figure out what they're gonna do with the Western console, which I do want to get to in a second, but so sort of to wrap up these games, like I I am loath to predict when they're gonna come out because you know too late into the fall you then have to consider what they do juggling with next generation consoles um i don't think iron man has to worry about like psvr 2 coming out this fall i I don't expect new hardware for psvr until next year at the earliest so right i think i think they could reasonably release that game you know it'd be a hell of a delay but if it came out early next year when it was sort of it was originally supposed to come out in february of this year if it came out in february of next year that's free of any sort of other major releases that we know of right now
1: um yeah so
0: but,
1: yeah no that's a, it's a it's a really tough one um i think and this is this is kind of bold and maybe i'll I'll catch some flack for this but i think that we should collectively as an industry agree to move next gen to 2021 we should just <laughs> seriously we should take yeah no i i did
0: want to get to that yeah
1: yeah i think we should take the playstation 5 and the xbox series x and we should just say they're not happening this year let's get them off the table let's not worry about them you don't have to worry about saving up for them as a consumer Uh, we don't have to worry about marketing them and selling them in a store let's celebrate the experiences that we have releasing this year of which there are tons this is like in a in almost any other generation i'd be like no let's you know get to the fireworks factory let's get the let's get the good stuff out get the new get the new consoles out this is the one year where I'm... you know what if they have to wait i'm okay with that and so if if the last of us has to move to september and uh iron man has to move to october and ghost has to move to november the problem is one of those things is going to be fighting with now Cyberpunk and then probably some Call of Duty. Um it gets it gets a lot more crowded. And so I think a lot of people, a lot of a lot of publishers basically have spaced out this year, especially Sony. Like Sony kind of owned the next few months. Yeah. Um, if you look at things. Um, but I I don't think we're ready for next gen consoles, right? I don't think it's I think it's too many, I think it's too much on the table. I think I think we should delay the PS5 and the Xbox Series X until next year. And I have no power to say that. I say that like I'm going board. afford Uh
0: I keep DMing Herman and he doesn't uh, <laughs> respond. I don't know what's up.
1: Um, you didn't get a restraining no, order.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I did want to mention, of course, uh, Podcast Unlocked this week had Phil Spencer on, which you should yeah. absolutely go listen to that interview, watch that interview, as well as Next Gen Console Watch, which Phil was on. Um, whether or not you plan on buying a Series X, obviously you're listening to this, so you're probably leaning toward a PS5. But for anyone who is interested in the state of the industry, the state of Next Gen as a whole, um, what it's like to hear from someone who is literally the head of one of the three big console platform makers um they are really great interviews ryan mccaffrey and david hatfield who was on console watch and ryan of course with unlocked and console watch just knocked it out of the park talking to phil uh fantastic interviews and they're well worth worth listening to um but i did bring those up because during them phil says you know right now we're not perceiving any sort of delay or issue um they don't sort of have a plan b he talked about ryan asked him do you guys have an alternative in mind continue to go on he said right now we don't have a plan b i mean we've talked a little bit about this i think on news games and basically like i totally think that is true right now and probably true of sony right now but they should probably start thinking about a plan because it, it isn't just the consoles yeah. run into production issues it's the games might run into production issues it's fans having money to buy these things it's the advertising dollars that are disappearing it is every facet of the industry has to yeah. be considered.
1: Yeah, well, it's also—I mean—if you think about the advertising perspective, it's interesting. Uh, it, it, it—you think about what the advertising for the ne- these next-gen consoles was going to go towards. I'll ask you this hypothetically: You're yeah. lead marketing expert of the PlayStation Five, Jonathan Dornbusch. You just got to promote. You have ten million dollars to spend in 2020. On marketing and advertising the playstation 5 i want you to take that money and use it a little bit here and there to align it with all of the significant tentpole events and um big you know sporting events uh and and just big big things that have a lot of eyes on this year and put a couple million on each where do you put your money
0: uh, the World Series. Oh, wait, no, that's right. um, March Madden. No, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Comic-Con. Behind... What? <laughs> Comic-Con. <laughs> um, the Olympics. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the Olympics got pushed to next year. Um, yeah. Do you, yeah,
1: you want to spend some money on a Gamescom booth? Ooh.
0: Uh, It'll yeah. be all digital, so probably can't. What if uh, yep. I'm going to put 9.5 million to TikTok? That's where it's all <laughs> <okay.
1: And laughs> going. I think go. that'll be fine. yeah i mean Um, can you you, uh, maybe product placement and on netflix oh wait they're not shooting any new show so you wouldn't have time to do that um yeah yeah it's yeah
0: it it, it's a crazy situation and yeah i i totally agree i'm so obviously there are people out there don't get me wrong we can't wait to see what the ps5 brings in the games and the new hardware and all that but i am totally right there with you this year in particular we've been talking about it since last year is so stacked and so full of like major very lengthy games that even if they get delayed even if you know the last of us is delayed and it's supposed to be naughty dog's biggest game ever even if ghost gets delayed and that's a huge open world game we are still looking at i mean just what's come out this year already you know final fantasy seven's about to come out um mm-hmm. 5 royal if you're interested in that is a hundred plus hour rpg cyberpunk is in september avengers is in september i believe now um
1: Yeah, Resident Evil just
0: launched. Resident Evil. Um, There are a lot of massive games that have come out or are still going to come out as far as we know right now. And so if all of those things do relatively stay on track, I don't need a PS5 and Series X.
1: Um, Me too. Me too. Uh, Yeah, I I mean, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, I am totally fine to wait until 2021 whether that's the spring whether they try the switch launch and say like hey let's kick this year off excitingly and you know have a year of rollout sort of thing or if they wait to the fall i'd be fine with either i think
1: yeah honestly i mean you know and let's maybe hope the world can get kind of back on their feet a little bit too before um you know we're in a position where you know tens of millions of unemployed people are watching a next-gen console launch for something that they they could have celebrated just a few weeks or months ago and now they no longer can i mean like you know there's stimulus packages happening but like i i don't think most people will take that money and put it directly to you know a ps5 and some games and a controller maybe they will you know i I, i've definitely been in situations where i've had to had to make decisions like that before um but yeah let's see what happens I'm. I would be completely okay with next gen getting moved to next year. I think it's the kind of thing that bo- both companies have to agree on, um, or not. Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, that I, could I go mean, either so, way. I. You know, I'd love to imagine that uh, Phil and uh, Herman and Shuhei and uh, Matt Booty from uh, Microsoft—they're all getting together and being like, "Okay, let's actually take a look at this." But yeah, if one of them commits to it and stays with it i don't think the other will move i do think it would have to be a like joint decision to move on um
1: yeah i mean i like i think even if the if sony stayed behind or sony went ahead and the xbox stayed behind um they'd both you know battling all of the issues that you and i just brought up they would still try to figure out how to spend their 10 million dollars in marketing they would still you know have to figure out how to reach consumers without like a a retail infrastructure they would still have to figure out how to reach consumers who have just now been financially devastated there's obviously you know it's it's not really as simple as like jumping the gun in the race you know yeah when the track is littered with this many obstacles
0: exactly and especially knowing that there are probably going more obstacles ahead I mean the situation changes day-to-day places continue to add precautions in place things are still you know seemingly getting worse before they get better so i and we have no idea how they last um right so it it is a weird situation to see happen um but obviously we do hope that you know the two dev teams uh involved here naughty dog and iron man uh with camouflage are both safe and healthy at home uh working on the game as much as they can but obviously you know staying together and staying well throughout as they wait it out like all the fans do um i'm sure mm-hmm. they are just as eager for people to play as people are eager to play the
1: game yeah yeah i totally agree um, um
0: i'm sorry go ahead
1: no i was gonna say in 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 the in the meantime uh like you said earlier there's a there's a lot of really great games and coming out um and so uh yeah i i, I kind of if you're listening to this and you're like a little bummed out i'm sorry this is kind of a downer you know we're trying to do our best <laughs> uh, to stay positive through all, um, uh, yeah, just st- keep, keep playing video games and, and celebrate the good stuff that's out now, play the old stuff that you used to like. play some comfort food games. That's been helping me a lot. Uh, me too. And I, you know, we're going to, we're going to keep making this show. We're going to keep covering all the news. We're going to keep doing everything we can, um, bringing, bringing people together. Cause I think this is helpful for, for people right now. And I think it's, it's helpful for us. I, I, you know, I miss you, man. And this is, This is, like, some of the only communication we get now through these little squares.
0: I I love that we've been able to make time doing arguably more shows since this happened. But um, it's it's so great to be able to have that time (laughs) to talk, even if it is looking at a small version of you on a screen in the (laughs) window. Fantastic shirt, by the way.
1: Thank you. Um, I was trying to do something cheerful today. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, no, it's, it's a very strange situation. We don't know what it's going to look like in the next week or so, but we do know that there is a lot of great stuff that we are playing that you're hopefully playing at home where you're safe and well, we hope, and that uh, we'll be able to keep covering and talk about and propel that stuff upward. Uh, If you don't know, there is a huge sale on the PSN right now. So go maybe find a couple games you forgot to add to your backlog and add them in now and try them out in the next week or two. But um, there's obviously a lot to play and obviously a lot we're going to be talking about. We, has come out already or is about to come out. So we'll be uh, continuing to do that on the show week. Uh, Normally Beyond is live Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on beyond.IGN.com, youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, and your favorite podcast services. We'll try to bring you these special episodes when we can can, to bring you a little more direction in the world. Um, I did want to point uh, to a little bit of good news that we did announce on IGN today. We have an event going on in June. Uh, IGN decided, let's do an event. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we have, uh, we officially announced today the summer of gaming uh, starting, it's kicking off in June for an indeterminate amount of time. We'll see, you know, how long we can keep the festivities going, but we will be partnering with a bunch of different devs and publishers to bring you news, gameplay previews, uh, dev interviews, so much all throughout, you know, the weeks of the summer as we can uh, to, you know, fill the hole that some of the conferences being lost has created.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm I'm so happy we got to uh, announce this today. Uh, like no no disrespect to the ESA and E3, I'm gonna show like crazy this year. But on the same page, um, my favorite part of E3 was always talking to video game developers just as they had revealed this passion project they'd been working on for a very long time, uh, and picking their brand, uh, over brand new footage and asking them how it all came together and what their plans are and. The cool stuff their games are doing, and so I'm I'm really excited we get to do that again. Whether we're doing that from our IGN studio or from our apartment, we'll see. My I feel like my internet got super choppy in the middle of this episode, so <laughs> it'd be it'd be nice if we could do that at work. Um, but we'll we will see we had what a happens. little better internet.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely make sure you know at least the devs are from the comfort of their own home, uh, especially because we're gonna really try to make this a global event from devs from around the world. 2k sega square enix bandai namco are just a few of the publishers we've partnered with already and there's more to come uh so we're all very very excited about that there'll be more details in weeks to come but definitely stay tuned for all of that and stay tuned for a normal episode of beyond uh next week as i said every wednesday um but otherwise thank you Ryan, so much for joining me for this special episode of course uh and i hope you are well uh to Red, our producer, for also sitting by and helping us produce this show at the last minute. Um, And thank you to everyone out there who's listening and watching. We hope you're safe. We hope you're well. uh, And we so appreciate that you decided to spend a little bit of your time with us. Uh, And so to wrap it all up, as always, Beyond.
1: Beyond.